0: yo what's up with it man it's your big homie bobby dollars man um i came in today man to try to do a special podcast um you know i ain't the type to do a whole lot of talking about a whole lot of stuff man i really don't speak on things unless i know about it but um this time around i really needed to speak on the whole nipsey hustle thing because you know um all of us young guys man or older guys or whatever we are you know, that you would look at us as, we are all Nipsey Hussle, man. We are all a part of Nipsey Hussle. People that, like myself, grew up in the hood and made it out, you know what I'm saying? Like walked away from it all, just left all that shit alone, man, and wanted to gain knowledge and gain respect from the people outside of the hood so that we could bring all that back to the neighborhood and help the youth and help the kids and all that kind of stuff. It's a shame, man. We lost a good one, man. Nipsey Hussle, man, he was a king for real, man, out of LA. Like, he was a real king. You know, he wasn't the average quote unquote gangbanger, you know what I'm saying, that everybody keeps talking about. Yeah, he was a rolling 60, man. You know, and shout out to the 60s, too, man. If you're a rolling 60 and you hear this, man, it's love. You know what I'm saying? I'm an ex hoover, so I absolutely love, you know what I'm saying, when I see brothers that's in the street come out of that. You know what i'm saying and dust that dirt off of their body man and become new like a phoenix and that's what you know nipsey hustle did man he rose from those ashes out the hood man and became something and you got to respect that kind of stuff man like you literally have to respect those things man because you know life is, is a privilege it's not it's not guaranteed that you're gonna be here today or tomorrow you know what i'm saying and to use your platform like nipsey hustle did to make life easier for the people in your community to make life better for the ones that are around you you know um you deserve all the recognition that you can get because it's a hard thing man it's very very hard now the thing about Nipsey Hussle that I really liked the most was the fact that You know, uh, he never strayed away from his culture, man. He never strayed away from who he really was. I mean, he's always been a crip. He's always been rolling 60, you know, since he was 13 to 14 years old out the hood. It's a lot of interviews and a lot of things that's going on right now, you know, conspiracy theories and all kinds of shit, man. And we can't rely on that as truth, man, because Nips, you know, he he was one of those kind of guys that didn't mind sticking his neck out there or reaching too far. And leaving his hand exposed you know he wanted people to understand that he was vulnerable and that he was human and that he was out here trying to do for people the way that they were supposed to be done for like black people are supposed to come together and help each other the same way the jewish people do and the chinese people do and some of the mexicans do you know and even some of the white people you know that leave inheritances and things and businesses and things like that for their families and their children um it's a sad, sad situation, man, and it, it took me a few days to even get on this podcast and talk about it because, you know, my uncle just passed away, rest in peace, uh, Michael Lee Smith, man, you know, my uncle just passed away about a week ago, and we just buried him on April the 1st, and then, you know, uh, to see Nip, you know, get took out like that on March 31st, it was just crazy, man, like, it's just been a long, hard ride for black people in general, man, for white folks, for people, you know, just it's just been hard, man, And um, you know, the things that I wanted to shout Nip about, you know, I wanted to shout him out about was the fact that he wasn't afraid to take a chance, man, and all the little money that he made, you know, if you look at his interviews and you look at the things that he had going on, man, like, he was those. He was one of those kind of guys that generally had an entrepreneurship mind, mindset, you know, like, he, he was one of those kind of guys that was in the hood and he was sitting in the hood not dwelling on the on the BS and causing a lot of conflict and making people angry. He was in the hood learning and um, gaining carnal knowledge, man, and making himself better because he knew that he was a little bit more than just a gangbanger. So uh, knowing that he was as intelligent as he was, I mean, he, he te- his IQ he tested off the charts, all kinds of stuff, man. You know, uh, he was uh, a person... You know and i, I and I, I keep referring to myself he was a person like me that took pride in the things that he does and he took pride in ownership in the mistakes that he made but at the same time he always came out of it with a smile on his face because he knew he was getting better and that's kind of how i look at life for myself and the things that i try to teach my son and my daughter you know and when i speak with my wife about things i try to make her better i want all of us to be better because it's the only way to evolve as a human being is by getting better um true to life man nip was a rolling 60 crip he hung out with all crips he rolled with crips people like snoop dog and cam and all these guys in la man that that was cripping he grew up in crenshaw same city that uh russell westbrook grew up in and came out of um him and russ were great friends they talked all the time Um, it was funny how he would never wear a Russell Russell Westbrook jersey because Russ wouldn't come to LA and LA was his favorite team and not the Clippers the uh, Lakers and um, you know he came to OKC to a couple of games you know you just I guess you didn't see him or maybe you did I don't know but I do remember him saying on a couple of interviews he went to go watch the homie ball in in OKC and then um, You know, I know, but he did say he would never wear an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey because he was a Lakers fan forever. So, um, the way he showed Russ' love was by, you know, doing his foundational work with him, with the Why Not Foundation and stuff like that. Uh, Russ supported marathon clothing. He used to wear marathon clothes all the time. You know, um, they was just a good group, man. And, of course, Russ is like 30 and Nip was like 34. So, You know, uh, Russ looked up to Nip, man. It was somebody that he could really talk to and and, and speak with all the time. And Russ has said in interviews that he had long conversations and late nights with Nipsey Hussle trying to figure things out. And he was one of Russ's favorite rappers. So, you know, that was pretty cool, man. He was well connected with a gang of different superstars and and entrepreneurs and businessmen and everything. Um, He was like one of the first creators of the Smart Store You know for this dude to be a gangbanger man he really had a mindset man like he really really did what he's supposed to do and again man coming from the hood coming from welston out of st louis missouri coming from one of the worst hoods that st louis has to offer man other than walnut park and deep off the north side you know stuff like that like welston is one of the places you do not want to get caught up in and um you know, it was just crazy how he was so smart and he was one of those guys that was in the hood that really wanted to evolve and bring things, you know, to to a head. He wanted to show his homeboys and all the people in his crew that they could be better. You know, buying out neighborhoods and stuff like that and putting up stores, finding homeless people that, finding homeless people that weren't, you know capable of doing things that he thought they could do he would prove it to them by giving them jobs and putting them in stores taking his homeboys out the hood that's on the block selling dope and putting them in his stores you know um, basically trying to create a a future for people so that way you didn't have to visit them in the cemetery and stuff like that you actually got an opportunity to just come to the store and talk to your homeboy purchase a few things and make it all good for yourself and then for him to have a smart store which was obviously something that not many people has done to where when you scan your phone over the tags on his shirts and and um you know and i don't mean just like the paper tags i'm talking about like the tag that has the size and the brand name on there it starts to play one of his videos um you can go over to stands in the store and there's small um tablets with headphones attached to them and you pick the tablet up and scan that section of the store and you might get like a speech from him or something from Malcolm X or you know you it was really nice man it was something to bring you into the store even if you wasn't shopping you was just coming in there and listening to his music and it was free music but music that you wasn't getting on the internet it was only music specifically for that location at that store and that kind of stuff is awesome man to own your own masters and to own your own everything is a blessing I'm telling you that right now because when I owned Infamous Records LLC for that six or seven years I had it, I owned my own masters. Nobody told me what to do. Nobody told me how to do my music. When I formulated funk from the middle, which was my best friend and his big brother to run my production company, um, we owned our own. Nobody could tell us how, when, or how, or what to do with our music. And then when they branched off and created middle music entertainment, it was their shit nobody could tell them what to do and for nip to own his own and then say hey man i'm only putting out 60 albums and i'm gonna sell them for a thousand dollars a piece and then i done made 60 grand off of my albums and i'm cool hey that's some real entrepreneur type shit man or to say i'm only putting out a thousand albums and i'm gonna sell them for $100 a hundred dollars a to make me 10 quick make me 10 grand real quick and then after that they can have the music it's free shit hey that's love and then jay-z come in and buy a hundred of those uh hundred dollar cds like hey man, when people see that you are a solid individual and that you got you know all your your ducks in a row or your eggs in the basket lined up the perfect way then they don't mind investing in you they don't mind seeing what your objective is, and then moving forward with you. It's the ones that don't have no, no, no light to shine. It's the ones that don't have no mindset to move forward that people don't want to be around and don't want to deal with. That's where the negativity comes in, and which is the reason why we lost Nip. Um, it's crazy that this man was trying to bring the Bloods and the Crips together like the old truce in the 90s, to where, you know, we can get money together, man. He had his store off of, off of Slauson Boulevard where that's the intersection for two or three different gangs. You know what I'm saying? The 60s, I think the A-Trays, or in the rolling 20s, I think, or something. I can't remember exactly, but all of these gangs are in that location. But all of these guys respected that man so much that they didn't, it was a neutral zone. You know what I'm saying? Nobody shot, nobody did anything, nobody tripped. Hey, when we go to this section right here, it's all love, and that's the kind of stuff that you want, you know, when you in the hood. That's what that's what make you a man in the hood. You know, when you can, when you can put yourself out there, and you can put yourself out there as thin as a piece of tape or a piece of paper, and people can see that you can take that weight and not tear, not rip, not fall apart. Hey, they gonna follow you. You're a leader now. They're gonna follow you, and the way the story went, you know what i'm saying? And uh shout out to uh what my my guys that. Shout out to uh, uh News Daily in the News Daily, man. Um I follow those guys on YouTube and I'm normally, you know, talking to them. I'm mean, not talking to them, but looking at their videos and everything. So shout out to In the News Daily, Daily N-I-N-D-A- News Capital N E W S Daily, capital D A I L Y. Um that's their channel on YouTube, man. And they come up with some really good stories. I don't know how they get into them and figure out or find out all the information that they do, but they some real ones, man. And I, I respect those guys. Um, basically, you know, he was what he said in there, which has now went public, is Nipsey was at a restaurant getting something to eat. And one of his known rivals, one of the biggest bloods that he used to beef with, had got locked up for 10 years and came out. And he came to the restaurant where Nipsey was and didn't know that was Nipsey. And Nipsey had his back to him. The dude walked up and tapped Nipsey on the back so he could walk past him to go order his food. Nipsey turned around and they seen each other face to face and was ready to trip. They was ready to trip right off. That's just how it is. In the hood, man, when we hate each other, we hate each other for life. We can be 70 years old with walkers. And one of us still gotta say something smart to the other because that's just the way it is. It's hood politics you can't get away from that type of shit so nip kind of died everything down and told bro hey man look i'm trying to do this i'm trying to do that one wham none of this gangbang shit fuck that red blue shit nigga i'm trying to make green i want us to be cool you the head of your squad i'm the head of my squad we both kings let's come together man and straight stop all this shit and get it going you know dude saying nip was real about it nip even gave dude his phone number and told him man i'm finna call you you know call me right now i got your number in my phone you got mine i'm serious about this bro we finna make this happen and dude felt it you know only a real only a real nigga can feel another real one it ain't gonna be one of them things where you know what i'm saying one dude talking and you just shading them off nah man when a real nigga speak and you a real nigga too y'all recognize each other and he recognized what nip was doing so he told Nip, all right, man, I'm going to keep up with you. I'm going to see what's popping. we going to get that that jumping off, you know. And Nip told him, hey, man, look, it's so cool. I'm, I'm so down for what I'm trying to get you to get involved in that. You've been locked up 10 years. you just getting out. This your first meal. He paid for it. Then he like, hey, man, I'm going to take you to the store. I'm going to let you get all the clothes you want, bro, so you can get fresh when you go see your family and your lady and shit. Hey, that's love right there. That's love. Niggas don't do that in the hood. That's love, you know what I'm saying? This dude, one of the biggest Bloods, Pyrus in L.A., and Nick is one of the biggest Crips in L.A., got his own shit, and they coming together, man. So that tell you right there, it wasn't about the OISCs all the time, man, it was about being a man first, you know what I'm saying? I've always said a hundred times in everything that I've, I've quoted and everything that I've written and all that, you know, be loyal to you first, and then help the ones that are around you that need it. And that's what nip did and that's why that's what brought him to where he is right now you know what i'm saying too bad that he had to pass, man but that man was hey he was becoming a real king in that area man he was really really becoming the hood savior he was becoming crenshaw's tupac and that's what they need man sometimes you need a leader sometimes you need somebody to guide you through things Sometimes you need somebody to hold your hand and tell you it's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Just keep on pushing. And that's what Nip was. He was that strength, man. He was, he was that, that glow, man, that, that shine of light. You know what I'm saying? That last spray of breeze that kept the house comfortable while the company was there. Like he was everything that that, 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 that neighborhood needed, man. And wound up dying by the hands of a, a nigga that grew up with him, that was in the hood with him, that claimed 60 with him but was jealous of the things that he had going on because he wanted to rap. Nip was already a rapper, had his own studio. Basically, he wanted to piggyback off Nip and get everything that Nip had by relying on Nipsey Hustle and not hustling for it and not grinding. You know what I'm saying? Like Nip said in his song, man, he been grinding all his life. And that's what it is, man. The more you grind, the more you shine. and And sometimes that shine can become legit, 100% legitimate, you know what I'm saying? And people ain't gonna wanna recognize it, but they will respect you for it. You know what I'm saying? People ain't gonna wanna pat you on the back and say, hey man, you're doing a hell of a job for the hood. But deep down inside, they gonna respect you for it. It's one of two cats, man. Like dude, Eric Porter or Border or whatever his name is, that shot nip. They whole hood say he was a known shooter, man. He was was the go-to nigga to kill cats. He was the shooter. So he had no fear in his heart for pulling that trigger. The problem was he pulled the trigger on the wrong dude. Like, I'm sure if he would have came to nip on some better shit, you know and talk to nip and explain. explaining if he wasn't a snitch if he really wasn't a snitch then maybe things would have been different but we all know hood politics man hey when you a snitch you a snitch it don't matter if you a shooter it don't matter if you the biggest drug dealer in the hood it don't matter if you providing for the whole community a thousand a, a stack at a time hey man when you a snitch you are just that a snitch and people don't deal with rats nobody want a rat in their house and that's just that's that's the only positive way that i can say it so with nip knowing that dude had got locked up and got out and whatever he did i don't know the story i'm not from there i'm not a 60 i'm not in a hood i don't know so don't act like i'm you know trying to report the news to you like i was there i'm just going off of all the videos that i've seen from my free rights act or whatever you want to call it you know um i'm putting two and two together Being a hood nigga you know you know the politics of the hood you know the codes that people follow so You know, sometimes you can just put it all together with, you know what I'm saying, without even thinking twice about it. And if everything is what these guys are saying that's coming on Twitter and YouTube and all these different uh, uh, outlets, then old boy was a snitch. He was soft. He wanted what Nip had and he hated on Nip. And because Nip knew it and because Nip was a real one and didn't allow all that negativity in his life, dude took his life from him. You know, it's a shame, man, because it's so, so many people out here die by the hands of a coward, man. It's so, so many people out here that really don't understand the responsibility of a gang member or the responsibility of a a hood nigga, man. Like, sometimes you can really have the weight on your shoulders that can break your back, man. And when you finally come out of that and you can push that weight, you can bench that weight with no problems, niggas get mad and they take you out. They let you go, man. They they will, they will air you out in a second. And we all knew it had to be somebody close to him to shoot him five times in the chest and one time in the head. You know what I'm saying? And all your homeboys around, you standing in front of your store, you on home turf, man. You ain't got no, no worries. You at the crib. That's like being on your front porch or sitting in your living room or your bedroom. He was at his store. He was in the neutral zone. Hey, he ain't had no worries, man. And old boy just... They say he said he was finna to go, go get him something to eat and walked around the corner and came back five seconds later and just start earning them out. And that's some bullshit, man. That's some bullshit. And whatever it is that happened to that brother for what he did to Nipsey Hussle, man, he deserved it. You know what I'm saying? He deserved it. God going to make him see it. You don't take a man's life just because. And then you definitely don't take the life of a man that's providing for hundreds of people that really need it. You know what I'm saying? God, they always say God speak through people they always say God put work into people and even though Nip was a gangbanger that don't mean he wasn't God's people because look what he did look what he was doing look where his life was headed look at the success he was having you know God don't bless people that don't help themselves and that's what he did he got himself out of a bad situation and start pulling other people up to that pedestal he was standing on too and it just took one hater to knock him down and it's a sad situation, man. It really is. So, rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, man. Hey, right, drink your drink, smoke your blunt, do whatever it take, man, to sit back and actually respect what this man was doing. Um, I'm not gonna put no no ads in this uh, in this podcast because I'm gonna uh, end this podcast, man, with a rest in heaven to the king, Nipsey Hussle. 34-year-old entrepreneur, um, breadwinner, you know what I'm saying, somebody that did it all for the people that loved him, and uh, he showed them that same energy, man, so like he said, he been grinding all his life, man, and it's a song that Russell Westbrook loves, it's a song that I live by, so, hey, I'm gonna play grinding all my life, man, at the end of this, and y'all enjoy yourselves, man, It's it's your big homie, man, Bobby Dollars, bro, Enjoy your day. Be safe out here. Be peaceful. And uh, show love and respect to the ones that deserve it, man. Rest in peace, Nip.